الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد إن شاء الله تعالى Today we're going to start the explanation of the book Al-Manzumatul uh, Bayquniyah and this book it talks about the science of hadith Mustalahul Hadith so we'll talk a bit about the science inshallah ta'ala but I will inshallah ta'ala start with reading the poetry inshallah ta'ala قال الناظم رحمه الله أبدأ بالحمد مصليا على محمد خير نبي أرسلا وذي من أقسام الحديث عدة وكل واحد أتى وحده أولها الصحيح وهو ما اتصل إسناده ولم يشذ أو يعل يرويه عدل ضابط عن مثله معتمد في ضبطه ونقله والحسن المعروف طرقا وغدت رجاله لك الصحيح اشتهرت وكل ما عن رتبة الحسن قصر فهو الضعيف وهو أقساما كثر وما أضيف للنبي المرفوع وما لتابع هو المقطوع والمسند المتصل الإسناد من راوي حتى المصطفى ولم يبن وما بسمع كل راوي يتصل إسناده للمصطفى فالمتصل مسلسل قل ما على وصفنا مثل أما والله أنبان الفتى كذاك قد حدثنيه قائما أو بعد أن حدثني تبسما عزيز مروي اثنين أو ثلاثة مشهور مروي فوق ما ثلاثة معنعن كعن سعيد عن كرم ومبهم ما فيه راوي لم يسم وكل ما قلت رجاله على وضده ذاك الذي قد نزل وما أضفته إلى الأصحاب من قول وفعل فهو موقوف زوك ومرسل منه الصحابي سقط وقل غريب ما روى راو فقط وكل ما لم يتصل بحالي إسناده منقطع الأوصال والمعضل الساقط منه اثنان وما أتى مدلس النوعان الأول الإسقاط للشيخ وأن ينقول عمن فوقه بعن وأن والثاني لا يسقطه لكن يصف إسناده بما به لا ينعرف وما يخالف ثقة فيه الملاء فالشاذ والمقلوب قسمان ائتلاء إبدال راو ما براو قسم وقلب إسناد لبتن قسم والفرد ما قيدته بثقة أو جبع أو قصر على روايته وما بعلة الغموض أو خفاء معلل عندهم قد عرفا وذو اختلاف سند أو متن مضطرب عند أهيل الفن والمدرجات في الحديث ما أتت من بعض ألفاظ الرواة اتصلت وما روى كل قرير عن أخي مدبج فعرف حقا وانتخي
متفق لفظا وخطا متفق وضده فيما ذكرنا المفترق مؤتلف متفق الخط فقد وضده مختلف فخش الغلط والمنكر الفرد بيراو غدا تعديله لا يحمل التفردا متركه مواحد به انفرد واجمع لضافه فهو كرد والكذب المختلق المصنوع على النبي فذلك الموضوع وقد اتت كالجوهر المكنون سميتها منظومه البيقون فوق الثلاثين باربع اتت اقسامها تمت بخير ختمت lines of poetry are 34 34 lines of poetry and i will encourage you all to try to memorize it inshallah ta'ala because it will help you a lot i want to first start bismillahirrahmanirrahim by first of all talking about the author of this book his name is said to be al-shaykh tahir ibn muhammad ibn futuh al-baiquni they said his name is Tahir ibn Muhammad ibn Futuh al-Bayquni. So his name is Taha ibn Muhammad ibn Futuh, ibn Futuh al-Bayquni. And this name of his, Taha, is disputed, whether that is, is, that, is that his actual name or not. It's disputed whether Taha is his name or not. Some scholars, they hold the opinion that his name is not Taha, rather it's Umar. His name is not Taha, it is Umar. Um, he was a muhaddith. A man who knew the science of hadith very well. He was also an usuli. And he studied and he learned and he was strong in the science of usul al-fiqh. And they said he was alive. Not born. But he was alive when the year was 1080. 1080. Before that they said he was alive. Which correlates to the Gregorian calendar as... 1669 the Gregorian calendar it correlates to 1669 but the Islamic calendar it is uh, 1080 so they said he was alive this time they didn't say he was born this time there's there's a book he wrote it's called Fathul Qadir al when I last knew this book was a manuscript it wasn't published yet it wasn't made into a book and the manuscript is present in turkey the manuscript is present in in turkey when i last remember um, has it been published now has it come out i haven't heard of it but there could be a possibility what is amazing with this imam is his book has become accepted around the globe you you go somewhere, if a person studying this science, they generally pick this book up and they study it. 
But what I just mentioned to you is all that is known about the author. That's all that's known about him. And this teaches us a big lesson, an extremely big lesson. A big lesson at a time like this, where the concept of sincerity and fame and wanting to be known for everything you do has become prevalent, it's become common. That it's not necessarily about you being known for something, it's just about the good spreading. And that's what you want. You want your knowledge, you want who to know you? Who do you want to know you? Allah Azza wa Jalla. You want Him alone to know your good doings, the hard work you put in, and the effort that you exerted. That's it. Allah Azza wa Jalla. It's between you and Allah, not the creation. Because the poet he said, Pleasing the people is a goal you're never going to reach. If you try to say, I'm going to make it my life mission to go about making the people happy, then you will probably make this person happy for a period of time, but on the expense of angering another person. To please everyone at the same time is close to impossible. So what do you do then? You connect yourself to Allah. Let the one who loves you love you, and the one who doesn't, then it's, it's Allah you're for. And it's Allah that you're, you're about. Huh? So this great Imam, that's all that's known about him. That is all that is known about him, rahimahullah. Even his name is disputed, let alone his biography and more about him. No one knows when he was born and no one knows when he died. I just can say to you that he was alive before this time. But other than that, nothing else is known about him. But his book lacking, it's another story. It's another story. It's known by everybody. So we need to take a lesson from this and really focus on the good and the khair. Imam Shafi'i said something very powerful. He said, I wish the people can take the knowledge from me and that they can benefit from me and that I was not known. And the people didn't know me. I wish that could be the case. Are we saying that? Al-Imam Shafi'i. But he, he couldn't hide himself at his time because it was a time when Islamic sciences were being written. And so everybody who narrates a hadith has to be known. And he has to go through under, he has to go under what? He has to go through the, under the microscope. He has to be known. So it was at the time of Tedween when, when narrators were documented so, but he said, I wish no one knew me. I wish no one knew me. So that's the Tarjamatu al-Nadhim, the biography of the author, rahimahullah ta'ala. What about this book? Has it been accepted by the scholars? Has it been accepted by the people of knowledge? Yes, it has. There are over a hundred explanations on this book. Over a hundred explanations. More than one hundred. But we'll mention some of them some small amount of them i'll go over it very fast and whatever you can write write it down and if you can't you can go over the video again inshallah ta'ala and watch it and inshallah ta'ala you can see in the notes that will be sent to you via email inshallah ta'ala the first, one of the first books that were written on it is 
one of the earliest books that was written on it is the Sharah of Muhammad ibn Khalifa al-Nabhani. Muhammad ibn Khalifa al-Nabhani, he has a Sharah called, he called it Sharah al-Nukhbat al-Nabhaniya. Also, there's another Sharah called Sharah al-Zurqani, written by Muhammad al-Zurqani, rahimahullah. Also, Hashiyat al-Ajhuri, ala Sharah al-Zurqani. Atiyat al-Ajhuri came and he placed a Hashiyah on the Zurqani that I just mentioned. He put a footnote on it. There's also another Sharah called As-Sahlul Musahhal, written by Saif al-Rahman Ahmed in India. There's also another Sharah which is the most common one, and it's called At-Taqrirat al-Saniyah, written by Hassan bin Muhammad al-Mashat. The sixth one is Sharh al-Ghamrawi, which is Makhtout, hasn't been published yet. Jamat Umul Qura have it, the manuscript. Umul Qura have they have it in Makkah al-Mukarrama. There's also the Sharah of Abdullah Sirajuddin. It's published and it was published in Halab. The eighth is Zuhrat al-Samiyyah by Khalid uh, al-Jazamati. It's also Makhtout. Number nine is Al-Bahjat al-Wadiyyah by Muhammad al-Nashabah, rahimahullah. It's published. Al-Arjoon, Sharh al-Manzumat al-Baykuni by Siddiq Hassan Khan. Siddiq Hassan Khan has a sharh on this book. Um, it's called Al-Arjoon, Sharh al-Manzumat al-Baykuni. I haven't come across Siddiq Hassan Khan's one, but I saw that he explained it through the explanation of the other great Indian scholar, uh, who has this sharah on Sunan al-Tirmidhi it's called Tuhfatul Ahwadi fi sharhi jami' al-Tirmidhi on Sunan al-Tirmidhi he mentions it in there that Siddiq Hassan Khan has a sharah on it called Al-Urjun fi sharhi manzumat al-Baykuni there's also the sharah of Al-Badayri al-Timyati Ujhuri mentions it in his hashiya sharh al-Hamawi also Ujhuri mentions it in his hashiya and Muhammad ibn Uthman al-Marghani, al-Marghaini, however you say his name, his one was mentioned by Khairuddin al-Zrikli in his kitab al-Alam. I haven't come across it personally. Sharh ibn Mad'an, also al-Risalatu al-Mustatrifa, Abd al-Hayy al-Kittani mentions it there. And the 10th, uh, sorry, the 15th, which is the last one, Sharh al-Baltani, he explained it. Sayf al-Rahman Ahmed mentions it in his Sharah. Also, one of the very famous and common one that everyone knows about is the Sharh of Al-Allama, Al-Faqih, Al-Zaman, Muhammad ibn Salih, Al-Uthaymin. Sharh Al-Uthaymin has a Sharh on the Kitab, which is published by the Muassasa of the Shaykh, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. There are also other Shuruhat that have now come out by contemporary scholars. The book has been given many acceptance. I told you many people have explained it, over 100 people. I now want to talk about another thing, which is the importance of chain of narration. Ahmiyatul Isnad. The importance of chain. Isnad, as the great scholars have mentioned, from them Ibn Hazm, from them Shaykh al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, from them Al-Imam al-Dhahabi, from them Ibn Salah, Iraqi, Shamsuddin al-Sakhawi, all of them they mention Isnad Khasisatun Fadilatu Lihadi al Ummah. 
chain of narration is a unique thing for this ummah, ummah Muhammad. Something very unique. The concept of isnad, chain of narration, is a khasisatun fadilatun lihadihi al-ummah. It's a unique thing for this ummah. وَلَيْسَتْ لِغَيْرِهَا مِنَ الْأُمَمِ السَّابِقَةِ And the early nations, they didn't have this. They didn't have this concept of chain. وَلِذَلِكَ We are called أُمَّةُ الْإِسْلَادِ The Ummah of chain. We have a chain for everything. وَلِذَلِكَ Some of the scholars, they alluded to and they pointed out that if this concept of chain was followed in our day-to-day discussions, if someone told you something, you said, who told you this? And then they told you who they heard from. And then who they heard from. And who they heard from. And you verified each individual. Many quarrels, many disputes, many, many argumentations, many conflicts, many divorces. Many problems that happen between people, business partners, close friends. All of that would go out of the window. A lot of it is based on a disconnected chain, a liar in there, things that are in, inaccurately transmitted. We verified our religions more like was protected through this concept of what? Who did you hear this from? Fulan. Okay. Where's Fulan? Here he is. Who did you hear from? Going back to the chain and where it originated from and knowing each individual when they were born and when they died. And whether they can meet each other. This was used greatly. And the scholars of hadith, they use this as their pillar to verify news and narrations. Rahimahumullah. And because of it, they were able to distinguish what was authentically transmitted from the Prophet from that which wasn't authentically transmitted from him. And they praised the concept of chain. Sufyan al Thawri said, Rahimahullah. He said, Al-Isnadu Silahul Mu'min. Sufyan al-Thawri said that the chain is the weapon of the believer. It's your weapon. Weapon against who? Those who are corrupt. Who want to infiltrate Islam within. The innovators, the corrupted people. Who want to add to the religion that which is not from it. Or take away from the religion that which is from it. Your weapon against them is what? Senate. Al-Isnadu Silahul Mu'min. Fa'idha lam yakun silahun. Sufyan al-Thawri said, if he doesn't have a weapon, يقاتلو, then what are you fighting with? What are you going to fight with if you don't have a weapon? How can you go to a, a place to fight when you have no weapon? The same is the fight that happens within the religion. The conflicts. The way to end it is through the chain. Well, I mentioned this before to you guys. Any discussion that happens in the religion, any group that are having a discussion, Shaykh al-Islam and other great scholars, they pointed out that the, anyone who wants to use something in the religion, wants to argue something, there are two main requirements from you. Two things you have to have. 
Shaykhul Islam Taymiyyah mentions it. He said, Nas Musaddaq. And Bahth Muhaqqaq. Look at that. Those are the two requirements. Any issue, any mas'ala, min mas'ali shara'ah, you have to have Nas Musaddaq and Bahth Muhaqqaq. What do they mean? Any issue you want to talk about, Yarhamukallah. Any issue you want to talk about, you need to know, is it Sahih? Did the Prophet say it? Ya Ikhwah. It has to be Nas Musaddaq, a Nas that's authentic, a text that's Qala bihi Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Okay, good. And then the second condition is what? It is bahthun muhaqqaq. The evidence that you, pr- you brought to the table, we verified, it's authentic, it meets the first criteria. The second criteria is the evidence and what you're going to use the evidence for, are they in line? Does that make sense? Does that, are we all together? You have evidence here? And you want to use it for something. For instance, you are asked, are you allowed to celebrate the Prophet's birthday? You say, yes, it is. Hypothetical. Yes, you can. You can celebrate the Prophet's birthday. Hey, what's your evidence, brother? That you can celebrate the Prophet's birthday. He said to you, قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى أَفَلَا يَنظُرُونَ إِلَى الْإِبِلِ كَيْفَ خُلِقَتْ فَلَا يَنظُرُونَ إِلَى الْإِبِلِ كَيْفَ خُلِقَتْ means what? Do you not look at the camel the way Allah created it? Is his dalil authentic? Of course it is. It's Qawlullah Ta'ala. It's the Quran. You cannot question its authenticity. Can you? Can you? But it loses the second criteria, which is the evidence that you gave. And the thing that you gave it for have no relationship. It's nothing to do with each other. What's this got to do with this? Are we all together? The first subject, I mean, so the first point, the first condition, the subject that deals with it is called Mustalahul Hadith, Ilmul Hadith. Knowing authenticity, you learn that in Ilmul Hadith. And learning the relationship between the evidence and the thing that you're going to use the evidence for is studied in Usulul Fiqh. It's studied in what subject? Usulul Fiqh. That's where you learn. I've got the evidence. I now need to use this evidence for this mas'ala and this issue. This is usulul fiqh. Are we all together, brothers? So that's why these two subjects are very important. A usuli doesn't look into the authenticity of a hadith. He goes to the muhadith, and what does he say? Give me the evidence. Well, some of the scholars, they compared it to a, a pharmacist and a chemist, right? Are we all together, brothers? Or like a doctor and a, uh, a chemist, for instance. One man makes the medicine for him. He puts the chemicals and everything together, brings out a nice, and another one applies it and uses it. Are we all together? This is how these two sciences work with each other. So this subject, you learn how to know what is sahih from what is da'if, 
and that is your weapon. You've got your first weapon. Second weapon is what? Knowing the delil and the, the delil and the madlul. The evidence that you're using and what you're going to use the evidence for. Again, coming back to the issue of the importance of chain of narration, Abdullah ibn Mubarak, a great scholar. Abdullah ibn Mubarak al-Hambali, rahimahullah, he said, Al-Isnadu indi min al-Deen, walawla al-Isnadu laqala man sha'a ma sha'a. Abdullah ibn Mubarak, he said, the chain of narration, to me, he said, is the religion. This is the deen of Islam. Sahih. He's right. Why is it the religion? The Quran and the Sunnah is the religion, and both of them came to us through chain of narration. Your whole religion stands on the concept of chain of narration. The Quran came to you through Salat. The hadith came to, through, came to you through what? Salat, chain of narration. So he's right to say, Al Isnadu Indi min al-deen. And if it wasn't for the chain, everybody would have said whatever they wanted. If it wasn't for the, the concept of chain, everybody would have claimed what they want. The reason we found out that so-and-so's hadith is weak and so-and-so's hadith is right was through chain. It's through the chain we realized this, the Prophet said it. And this prophet didn't say it. Are we all together? Or today, we would have had a, we would have had a corrupt religion, and we would, we would also have had a corrupt text, the Quran and the Sunnah. Ibn Sirin, look what he said, to show you the importance of the chain. Muhammad ibn Sirin, he was a tabi'i. He said, "Kanu fi zaman al-awwal la yasalun al-isnadi." Muhammad ibn Sirin said, at the beginning, they never used to ask about the chain of narration. They never used to say chain. The first generation, he means the Sahabas. The Sahabas, at their time, they never used to ask each other chain. Abu Bakr would never ask Umar, your chain. They wouldn't ask Uthman and Ali, no, no. Because the Sahabas are who? They are udul, they're trustworthy. Allah said, Allah said, Muhammad Rasulullah, Muhammad Rasulullah, Allah praised the Sahabas externally and internally. That they, are, they are noble and reliable and they are righteous from inside and they are also righteous and good from outside. Are we all together? Allah praise them for both. Allah also said in the Quran, Allah praise the companions. Praise them greatly. So then they have a tezkiyah. From who? Who do they have a tazkiyah from? Allah Azza wa Jalla. Addalahum Allah Azza wa Jalla. Walidhalika, in the ayah in Surah Al-Fatih, the last ayah, Surah Al-Fatih, the last ayah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, Allah said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, um, the Sahabas were made, and Allah brought them into this world, the Sahabas, liyaghidha bihim al-kuffar. 
so the disbelievers hate them. And we're all together. Hating the companions goes against the Iman. It is the disbelievers who have in their hearts what? Inside their hearts towards the companions. Anyways, Muhammad ibn Sirilin, he said, The first era, the first generation, they will never ask each other about chain of narration. When the fitna took place, what fitna is he referring to? Innovation. Qadariyya. The Khawarij. The Rafid and the Shia. Groups came. When the fitna happened, they started to ask each other about chain. Now groups came. There was only one Islam. There was only what? One Islam. Abu Bakr was upon that Islam, and Umar and Uthman and their companions. And then something happened. A group just went, they just took a road, another road. They deviated from that path. Are we all together, brothers? It then does not make sense to say about the people who are upon that path, you're causing division. They're not causing the division. They are still consistent upon that path. It's these people who are going away from that path. Are we all together, brothers? Walidharik Muhammad Masirin was saying, there was only one religion. We never used to ask each other. We would never say to each other, where is your chain? Like in the fitna happened. The fitna he is referring to is not money fitna. He's referring to the fitna in the religion. People's aqidah became corrupt. People ch- playing around with hadiths. Liars were coming out. So what did they do? They asked about the chain. So they can take the hadith of the people of what? Ahl-Sunnah. This is what he's saying. And they can reject and turn away the hadiths of the people of innovation. When they look at the person's aqeed is correct, they'll take it. And if the person's aqeed is corrupt, they will say, we don't need this, keep it. Are you with me? Walidharika, one time, Al-Imamu, sorry, one time, Abdullah ibn Abbas, a man came to him and he said to him, Qala Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Abdullah ibn Abbas ignored him. And the man said to him, I am telling you that the Prophet said and you're ignoring me. And Abdullah ibn Abbas and he said, Kunna ida sami'na, we used to be at a time when we used to hear the Prophet said, our ears would go up. We would look at the person. We would want to hear what he said. Like in, when the people started to indulge into falsehood and corruption, we don't just take everybody what they say about the Prophet. We look at you and then we will take what's right and what you got right and whatever you rejected, we will don't take it from you. You see, this is what happened even at the later stages of the companions who lived. Walidhalika the poet, he said, Walidhalika 
those lines of poetry, Hafid al-Hakam, rahimahullah, he is the one who said it. At the time of the Sahabas, it was all, did the Prophet say it? Give it to me. If the Prophet say it, give it to me. But then when the fitna happened, the people started to avoid taking narrations from everybody. Al-Imam al-Nawiyu said something very powerful. I will advise you all to write this down. Al-Imam al-Nawiyu, he said, Rahimahullah ta'ala, in his kitab, uh, Al-Irshad. Al-Imam al-Nawiyu said, in, yeah, in his kitab, Al-Irshad. Nawawiyu said in his kitab, Al-Irshad. 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 In his book, so he said in his Kitab Al Irshad, the first volume, first volume, page 498. Look what he said. He said, Ilm al Hadith, the science of Hadith is an honorable science. The science, Hadith. It's an honorable science. Yunasibu makarib al-akhlaqi wa bahasin al-shiyam. And it goes hand in hand with good character and good manners and etiquette. People who want to perfect their aqeeah, sorry, to perfect their manners and their etiquettes, this science helps it. Because who are you with? Who are you studying? Nabi Muhammad. The people of Hadith, they study the Prophet so much. They look into his narrations. That everything about their way and the way that they should carry themselves, they're learning how the Prophet carried himself. And so it, it changes their manners and their etiquettes. And look what he said after that. He said, The science of Hadith is from the sciences of the hereafter, not the science of the dunya. What does he mean by that? He means that the science of hadith is not one of those sciences that if you study it greatly, you're going to be what? Rich. Being a faqih and studying fiqh, yeah, you, can become, you can get good money with that. Because you can become a qadi, a judge. Are you with me, brothers? You can work for organizations, businesses. They will ask you, can you research for us in these issues and look into it for us and we want, we'll give you a one month. Huh? And this is the budget that we have for you. So write, inshallah ta'ala, good research in this business model that we want to do. So in fiqh and other sciences, there's money. Like in, in the science of hadith, la, 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 la. وَلِذَلِكَ a man came to Imam Shafi'i and he said, I want to become a muhaddith, I want to study the science of hadith, I want to become a great scholar of hadith. And then Imam Shafi'i, he said to him, I want to give you the glad tiding of poverty. You want, you take a hadith, huh? then good news. You're going to have poverty. That will not leave you. As long as you're on that path of hadith, it will not let you go. Are you with me, brothers? So because of that, many people walked away from it. And an Imam al-Nawiyu said, and anyone who's prevented from this science, meaning he's not given it, then he's been prevented from something very great. 
something very great you've been prevented from. And anyone who this science has been given to him, then he's truly been given something very great. And with that, some of the scholars, they actually said, this science is for the men. And only the men go for it, and those who leave it are not the men. And there's a difference between brothers, men, and a male. Sahih? A male and a man is two different things, right? A woman can be a man. Based on the ayah that Allah Taala He says, The concept of rujula is sometimes used as what? Someone who has noble and great and high caliber of righteousness and who has morality and dignity but not a woman can't be a, ma- a male so many 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 of us are what i included but just males our oh, gender is a male like in men that's another league brothers another something else so when i say that this science is only for men it doesn't mean women never came in have many women, many women who've taken up this science and have reached the pinnacle of it. We'll speak about them, inshallah ta'ala, as we go along. Walidarika, the poet, he said, Deenun Nabi Muhammadin Akhbaru, Ni'mal Matiyatu Lil Fatal Atharu, La Targamanna Anil Hadithi Wa Ahli, Farra Yulaylun, Wal Hadithu Naharu, Wala Rubba Magalid Al Fata, Athar Al Huda, Wal Shamsu Bazirat Al Laha Anwaru. The poet, he said, the religion of Nabiullah Muhammad is akhbarana, hadathana, anba'ana. That's the religion of Nabiullah Muhammad. Ni'mal matiyyatu lil fatal atharu. Wallahi, the best thing to take on board and to have with you is these narrations and these chains. That is your religion. La targabanna anil hadithi wa ahli. Do not desire other than this science of hadith. Opinions is darkness. And the hadith is what? Daytime. That's the difference. You have light and they're in darknesses. This is the power of it. Another poet, he said, Ahlul hadith hum ahlul nabiyyi wa illam yashabu the people of hadith they are the people of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam ahlul hadithi hum ahlun nabiy the people of hadith are the people of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam if they did not physically accompany the prophet meaning they were not the companions and they didn't live with the prophet if they didn't live with the prophet physically they lived with him through the works and the narrations. They're with him, alayhi salatu by reading his narrations. And they know him very, very well, salawatullahi wa salamu So inshallah ta'ala, look into this science. There's one book I will encourage you to read. If you want to know more about the virtues of the people of hadith, it's called Sharafu Ashab al-Hadith. It's called what? 
شرف أصحاب الحديث This book is written by Al-Khattib Khattib Al-Baghdadi. But the best tahqiq for it, the best tahqiq for it is the tahqiq of Nuruddin Itr. Nuruddin Itr. التحقيق في نور الدين عتر مفيد جدا 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 شرف اصحاب الحديث and it's also even translated in english language and it's now you should try to buy it from the book fair صح the book the book fair is on right charge a book fair it's finishing tomorrow <coughs> use that as an opportunity to buy it inshallah ta'ala let's mention the first line of the poetry and we'll stop there inshallah ta'ala the author, rahimahullah, he said, Abda'u bilhamdi musalliyan ala Muhammadin khayri nabiyin ursila wadi min aqsamil hadithi idda wa kullu wahidin ata wahadda So the author said, Abda'u bilhamdi musalliyan ala Abda'u means I start. He said, Abda'u, I start. My lines of poetry, Abda'u bilhamdi, I start with alhamdulillah. Praising Allah Azza wa Jalla. Musalliyan ala. Doing salah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Sending salutation on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It would have been better if he added as salah was salam. Salah and salam. Because the ayah says, Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayu al-ladina amunu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Sallu wa sallimu. So the Prophet salah and salam. Also, Ibn al-Qayyim mentioned in his kitab, Jalaul Afam fi Fadli Salati ala Khayri al-Alam, that the strongest opinion is that the word Salah, it doesn't mean Rahmah. Ibn al-Qayyim doesn't accept that. Some people, they say Salah means Rahmah. And he used, Qawluhu Ta'ala, the statement of Allah, Ulaika alayhim salawatun min rabbihim, wa Rahmah. Ulaika upon them is, Salawat min Rabbihim Salawat on them from their Lord Salawat min Rabbihim Wa rahmah And the waw Fi asli al-lughati taqtadi al-mughayara And in the Arabic language The waw in its default position It shows that two things are different From one another That's generally what it is There are exceptions But the, generally The waw What does it show? It shows that these two things are separate. So Allah said, I send ulaika alayhim salawatun. Upon them is salawat from their Lord, and a rahmah is upon their Lord. So it means it's two different things. So salawat can't be rahmah. Even though the Sheikh ibn Uthaymin, rahimahullah, he said, wa rahmatun aw'an, rahmun aamun, rahmun khas. Sheikh ibn Uthaymin. And he said that the one that the ayah is talking about is the rahmatul aamah, and the but the rahmatul khasa is for the Prophet sallallahu which is good, good the way he put it. Like it's better to just use uh, the view of Ibn al-Qayyim, it's better. Especially, there's a statement of Abu Ali al-Rayahi rawahu al-Bukhari mu'allaqan bi-sigat al-jazm 
that he said salawat it means what thana'uhu fil mala'il a'la allah praising the prophet sallallahu in the upper gathering that's the strongest opinion that the word salah means thana'uhu allah praising the messenger fil mala'il a'la high above So the author started the book by saying Alhamdulillah and also sending salutation on the Prophet Sallallahu And then he said Muhammadin khayrin nabiyyin ursila Muhammad is the best messenger ever sent. And the evidence for that is the hadith that the Prophet Sallallahu said Ana sayyidu waladi Adam I am the master I am the greatest from the children of Adam. So Nabiullah Muhammad is the best from all of the children of Adam. And when he said, Ana Sayyidu Waladi Adam, all of the prophets are in there, in that statement. Some scholars, they said, okay, okay, the prophet said, I am the best of the children of Adam. Does that mean that the Prophet is also greater and better than the angels? Are we all together, brothers? They said that, of course, he is the best when it comes to the children of Adam because we have a text for that. But what about the angels? What about Jibreel and Nabi Muhammad? Who's greater? Subki in his Kitab Tawakatu Shafi'iyah, he said that this concept of whether the Prophet is better than Adam, uh, sorry, better than uh, the angels, the Prophet or not, there's no thamara. There's nothing we take out of it that benefits us. Are we all together? Whether you found that or not. Is there any hukum shar'i that you're going to take from that? No. And the fact that Allah didn't tell it to us, and we have no textual evidence for it, it shows that there is no benefit in looking for it. And also, those who've affirmed it, and those who've negated it, neither of them have evidence for it. It's all opinions. It's all what? Opinion, so it's best to avoid that. But what we do say is, Nabiullah Muhammad is Sayyidul Sayyidu Waladi Adam, Nabiullah Muhammad, and Jibreel is Sayyidul Malaika, the best of the angels. Now, ah, that's a very good question. How do we how do we reconcile? Between the Prophet Sallallahu the statement where he said, Adam. I am the Sayyid, the leader of the children of Adam. I mean, I'm the best of them. And how do we reconcile that with Qawluhu Ta'ala? Tilka al-Rusulu faddalna ba'dahu, sorry, Qawluhu Ta'ala, la nufarriqu bayna ahadim al-Rusuli. We do not distinguish between the Prophets. How, how do we reconcile that with the Prophet's statement? Ana Sayyidu Waladi Adam. And Qawluhu Ta'ala, Tilka Rusulu Faddalna Ba'dahum Ala Ba'd. Here are messengers. We gave virtue to some of them over others. And also the other ayah where Allah says, La nufarriqu bayna ahadim al-Rusuli. The way to reconcile this, do you know the answer? Huh? Hmm, hmm. Mm. Part of it falls under that meaning But the Prophet ﷺ clearly explained the answer to your question 
The Prophet ﷺ said when they, when a group of people, they came, and what they did was, they compared prophets. This prophet is better than this. comparing prophets, and say you know this like that, and trying to compete prophets with one another. Allah is saying in that context, لا, لا نفرق بين أحد من الرسول. And the evidence for that is the Prophet said, لا تفضلوني على يونس بن متى. The Prophet said this. Don't place me higher than Yunus ibn Matta. Nabila Yunus. Don't put me higher than him. Nabila Muhammad is saying this. It means individually don't take one prophet and compete it with another prophet. Are we all together? Like in generally speaking, you can say Nabila Muhammad is generally better than all of the children of Adam and leave it like that. Or say that he's better than all prophets and leave it like that. But you say Nabila Muhammad, you Christians, you know Isa ibn Maryam? Nabila Muhammad is better than Isa ibn Maryam, you know that, right? Ala hadhi tariqa, the scholars they said, this is what the ayat is talking about. Because what comes from this is putting down a prophet and pushing him down. Are we all together? Also, another answer that is also in there is that what Muhammad mentioned that is the prophets taking them and placing them on different scales on the grounds of accepting some and rejecting some is what the ayah is talking about. means what the Yahud said. Al-Imam Shaykh Al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah in his Kitab Al-Nubuwat he said in this ayah what it means is that the Jews were saying to the Christians your religion and your prophet and everything that it holds it's of nothing and the Christians were saying the same to the Jews and the Jews were saying the same to the Christians and Allah said وَهُمْ يَتْلُونَ الْكِتَابِ what does Allah mean وَهُمْ يَتْلُونَ الْكِتَابِ meaning all of them came from Allah the religion all of it came from who? It came from Allah Azza wa Jalla. So it's from that grounds, and that, that, on, the, on that ground. Yeah, that's another question that people put forward. Like, they generally say that the angels and the humans, the humans are better than the angels because the human beings, they have free will. I haven't come across any evidence to say that the humans are better than the angels. I haven't come across it. And the ayah that they bring, some of them, to say that the angels are better, that, sorry, the humans are better, is that when Allah Taala presented to the angels that he's going to create another creation. The angels, they said, They said, And this ayah, they say that Allah created them because of the good that's in the human and whatnot. But the siyak of the ayat and the context actually shows that the angels were what? They were putting us down. They were saying that we are going to cause mischief and harm and problems on this earth. The humans are better than the jinns. 
We are better than the jinn. The Quran showed it that we're better than the jinn. We're more honorable than the jinn. As Allah said in the Quran, وَلَقَدْ كَرَّمْنَا بَنِي آدَمَا And also Allah Taala said, وَأَنَّهُ كَانَ رِجَالٌ مِنَ الْإِنسِ يَعُودُونَ بِرِجَالٍ مِنَ الْجِنِّ فَزَادُوهُمْ فَزَادُوهُمْ رَهَقًا فَزَادُوهُمْ رَهَقًا means that the eight humans were better in the eyes even of the jinns. The jinns saw us with amazement. They were fascinated with us. They said, wow, this creation. And so what a group of humans did was, they went and they asked for the jinns for help. They said, jinns, can you help us? We have a problem. My wife is not having children. Can you help us in this situation? Me and so on. So when the jinns saw a beam that he thought was better than him, coming to him for help, it made him bold and courageous to do what? Yeah? To go and cause mischief and harm to the children of Adam. And so now he felt better. But other than that, Banu Adam is better than the jinns. And even some scholars, they transmitted a consensus in this, in this uh, regard. That the humans are better than them. Like in the angels, there's no evidence for that. Because in the, if you look at the angels, Allah, the way He speaks about them in the Quran, The angels never disobey Allah. In another ayah, in another ayah Allah says, They exalt Allah day and night and they don't stop. Are we all together? Uh, so to say and compete between them, it needs evidence. I'll stop there, inshallah ta'ala. Anything that I said that was wrong or incorrect is from me and shaitan and Allah and his messenger are free from it. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk.